Hey, this is Andrew, and I am now going to walk through a house review of Untamed in Dark Tidings, which is pretty cool, I think. Um, I already explained in my Logos video why I'm doing these after so long. Deal with it. But uh, here are, yeah, let's talk about Untamed. So to start out with, uh, I'll, I'll ask myself, what house would I most like to see with Untamed if I open up a Dark Tidings deck with Untamed in it? And the answer is Logos. Uh, the reverse of, you know, it, on the Logos video I said Untamed. And the reason is because Logos can really do a good job archiving and setting up for a bursty turn in Untamed. Untamed in Dark Tidings is different from Untamed in Coda, but it has a lot of similarities. and. And it, to me, it feels the closest to uh, to Coda Untamed out of any of the sets. Chelone is a part of that, but we also, yeah, well, we'll get to it. Anyway, I think it really is the closest in terms of, uh, yeah, being a little like the old Coda Untamed. So let's talk about what I mean by that. Um, what things might I expect to see? in <clears throat> in an untamed setup for dark tidings what capabilities might i expect it to give me um and the first and most obvious one is that i expect to generate a lot of amber and this is so much more true here than it was in previous sets uh you know age of a uh, did age of ascension have harmonia is that what i'm thinking of Maybe it was Worlds Collide. Yeah, Worlds Collide had Harmonia that could generate Amber when a creature's played, but only if you have fewer creatures than your opponent. Chelonia, on the other hand, doesn't care. It just, if the tide is high, it does it. Um, you have uh, you have a key cheat, although we'll talk about key frog later, but we have, we have key frog. Um, you have some, you know, Amber pips on creatures, uh, ways to chain reaping that actually wouldn't have been, weren't in Coda uh, Untamed. So there's just a lot of cool opportunities here and things that work that work really well to just burst in Untamed. We have a, uh, a Mookling instead of normal Mermook, and uh, <clears throat> that can even boost key cost. Yeah, we have really solid artifact control. I don't think the artifact control was that good in Coda Untamed. So, um, some destruction. And I actually think that the house definition is probably better in this set for Untamed than in any previous set because you have Amber Generation, you have a lot of focus on making things reap. And you also have just even more focus on creature power, getting power counters on creatures, rewarding you for that, rewarding you for having bigger creatures, etc. So there's, I think, like I said, even more of a focus than in previous sets on having a creature power advantage in one way or another. All right. So... My favorite in-house combo, um, there are a couple, 
that maybe even three that I'll have to list, but I think my favorite is Waste Knot plus Mushroom Man because getting to have a two-card combo that nets you an amber and draw six cards is pretty cool. And Waste Knot is just in general a good card, but when you get it with Mushroom Man early in the game, it's really fun. Um, Growth Surge plus Ambermancy is an insane six amber combo. Uh, we'll talk about that later, but that's that's a pretty cool combo. Um, some of the power counter bumping with a an immediate reap effect like Reap or So on Spore Gorger can be amazing. And um, and there are some I don't have one, but there are some evil twin uh, Witch of the Dawn decks out there that just do insane things. So. Uh, that's that's fun to see, and um, yeah, I I like I like Witch of the Dawn combos. Um, if I could get any card back as a legacy, I th I think it would have to be Nepenthe Seed, although um, Nature's Call would be great too. That is a thing that's missing in the sort of Chelonia burst setup. Um, I, honestly, Choda would be great as well. Those are all good options. Um, yeah. Oh, Evil Twin Witch of the Dawn with Keyfrog. That's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I think a, a Nepenthe Seed would probably be my top choice, but things like, uh, a Nature's Call would be great as well. Um, Abandoned Ship is the card I would want as a Maverick because it would fill that Nature's Call role actually better than Nature's Call. So, although it doesn't have an up to, so you are, you'll be forced to put four in people's hands, but if you're doing a crazy Chelonia thing, then you're pretty happy about that. All right, without further ado, let's dive into the cards. So we'll be going commons, uncommons, rares, and I have the evil twins right after their good twin version. And um, additionally, uh, I, I actually don't think there were really any special rarities in here. So, all right, uh, all tied up is an action with an amber. It says if the tide is high, you gain an amber, otherwise raise the tide. That's a little boring, but it's very untamed to just say, eh, you just get an extra amber. So um, play a card for two amber is pretty fine if the tide is high. Otherwise, this is a nice little tide raiser. So I'm, I, I'm happy with this. Assert Dominance is an action that after you play it, it says for the remainder of the turn, a friendly creature gains Skirmish, Ready, and Fight with that creature that's pretty great um yeah it's just a nice beneficial little use no amber on it um i think that's probably reasonable although uh, it is common to end up in a situation where there's just not much to do with it. you know like okay well i fought something i killed it but nothing crazy exciting happened that's okay it's still i think a pretty good card all right, Chelonia. So if you are looking for untamed burst in Dark Tidings, this is your workhorse. Chelonia is a two-power beast and witch. It says after you play another creature, if the tide is high, gain an amber. And it has elusive. So um, comparing this to Hunting Witch, which was a real staple of Coda Burst, um, you do have to have the tide be high. But... It's elusive, so this actually I think is better than Hunting Witch because it's harder to kill. 
Imagine if Hunting Witch had Elusive. And yeah, sometimes you'll have to take Chains to get the Tide, but um, unlike a card like Medicus Lacus, which um, your opponent most of the time is going to be able to take the Tide before you would care, with Chelonia, you can take the Tide and then do your thing, and it's it, that can be pretty bonkers. So yeah, this is a great card. The Evil Twin version just changes, uh, instead of you gaining an Amber, your opponent loses one. And um, that's strictly worse because, uh, well, I don't know if it's strictly worse, but in mathematical terms, it is strictly worse because there's no, uh, there's no ceiling on the Amber you can gain, but there is a ceiling on the, or a, a floor, I guess, on the Amber your opponent can lose. So this will have no effect more often than the normal Chelonia will. But um, but control is still good, so I don't I don't want to totally poo poo it, but uh, I do think it is probably a little bit worse. And untamed, just generally as an identity, um, wants to rush and um, key cheat out. So uh, control is very off identity for them, which is the point of the evil twins. But this may just may not fit very well with the rest of what a deck is doing. That's not always going to be the case, though. Sometimes it'll be good. Your mileage may vary. All right, Myliobe. This is a great, fun one. I, I love this card. It's a four-power beast. While the tide is high, it gets skirmish. And uh, before it fights, you enrage the creature it's fighting and each of that creature's neighbors. This is really, really nice board control. So, um, I mean, this is on par, I think, with, like, Valocanth, which exhausts creatures. And, in fact, Enraging lasts longer. So, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. If you get a fight off with this, you're pretty happy because of those three Enrages. Um, yeah. And it happens before fight. So, even if you don't want to take the Tide and it doesn't have Skirmish and it's going to die, the Enrage is still going to happen. So, that's pretty great. Reaper So is an action. When you play it, you choose to either reap, uh, ready and reap with a friendly creature or give three plus one power counters to creatures distributed as you choose. Usually I'd rather ready and reap, but it's nice that it has that extra option. And uh, yeah, ready and reap is, yeah, that doesn't need an amber. That's fine. So I like it. And often you can direct this at a creature with a nice reap effect. So uh, that's very, very beneficial. Witch of the Dawn is a three-power human witch. When you play it, you return a creature from your discard pile to your hand. Uh, that's, that can be pretty good. Yeah, it depends on what's in your discard pile, of course. This is equivalent to, um, to regrowth, obviously. Um, but And uh, for efficiency purposes, you probably would rather take an untamed car, an untamed creature and put it back in your hand. And so, you know, if you have this in a deck with Chelonia and Mookling and the good untamed creatures, it's going to be really beneficial. Witch of the Dawn is a three power, oh, the, the evil twin version is still three power witch. But when you play it, you destroy another friendly creature. If you do play a different creature from your discard pile, ready and use that creature. So that's a little complicated. You have to have another creature out. You have to destroy it. Um, and then you get to play 
ready and use a creature from your discard pile. Play ready and use is a pretty strong effect. Uh, and I love this, especially if you have a lot of, yeah, I would love to have this on the deck with a lot of destroyed effects. That could be pretty cool. This is a, yeah, I think a pretty good card. Youngest Bear is a two-power beast that says reap. You may reap with one of Youngest Bear's neighbors. This is really nice to drop into a readier, uh, a reaper so on or to put out with an evil twin, Witch of the Dawn. Um, get that quick reap in. The effect's pretty good, and this is low power, so oftentimes it's going to die quickly. But the effect is pretty nice if you can pull it off. And the evil twin version... Same stats says uh, the reap effect, though, is you may fight with one of its neighbors. That makes sense. Evil twins twist things like that a little bit. Um, usually I'd rather reap than fight, so I think the, the good version of this is actually a little, a little better. All right, Way of the Pixie is an upgrade. It gives a creature reap, gain, and amber, so turns anything into a dew fairy, essentially. That's pretty nice. Deepwater Groon is a five power beast with two amber pips. This is crazy because you compare this to, say, Fuzzy Groon. It compares very, you know, clearly to Fuzzy Groon. Um, same stats. The only difference here is uh, it has play reap. If the tide is low, your opponent gains one. It's important that it says if the tide is low because if the tide is just neutral, you're fine. You don't get the consequence here. Um, so. Compared to Fuzzy Groon, though, this is a common, not a rare. Uh, and it really, yeah, creates a nice, beefy, chunky Amber Generation tool in a lot of Untamed Dark Titan decks. So this is this is great. And you can think of this as taking the place of Dust Pixie uh, in, uh, in Coda Untamed. But big, it's five power. So it just has that one little drawback but you can take the tide and you're fine if you're playing against decks that you know non-dark tiding decks then you're almost always going to have the tide so yeah really not much of a drawback so um, i think in most cases this is better than a dust pixie all right in fighting this is a board wipe uh sort of so it's an action when you play it, each creature deals damage equal to its power to its right neighbor. The one drawback to this card, in my view, is it's a little fiddly. You play it, you have to, if you have big boards, you have to look, okay, for this much damage here, this much damage here, this creature's going to die. It's a little fiddly, but it's a cool effect. And if you know that it's coming up in your deck, you can kind of plan ahead a little bit and maybe do like, you know, one, three, five instead of five, three, one, so that your creatures will survive. And if you know your opponent has it, you could even play around it a little bit too. I think it's fun to have board wipes that make your opponent think about where they put creatures. All right, Molly Mock. This is some artifact control here. It's a five power beast. When you play it, you destroy an artifact. That is, that's pretty good. Uh, the only, the only thing here, it's it's not, uh, it's not a great answer to, answer to say Quixelstone because. Quixelstone could prevent you from playing the Molly Mock, and then you don't get to destroy the Quixelstone. But outside of that, it's it's a it's pretty great. And if you have great artifacts and your opponent doesn't have any, um, maybe it, you know you can always just discard it. It doesn't feel too bad to do that. But um, 
In fact, I'd probably feel better about discarding this than, say, a Reclaim by Nature. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty pretty solid. Mookling is a two-power beast that makes your opponent's keys cost plus X, where X is Mookling's power. So this uh, fits into that increased power theme and can really create some interesting situations. Um, and in fact, you can even, you could get this in a deck with Hadroth's Wall, because that's in this set. Um, we're just getting two for having it on a flank. Um, there's all sorts of fun things that could happen, but a lot of power counters in Untamed itself that can boost this and help uh, simultaneously increase its staying power on the board and increase your opponent's key costs, which is very cool. The Evil Twin version, same stats, says after your opponent forges a key, give Mookling a plus one power counter for each Amber spent to forge that key. So this gets bigger when your opponent forges a key. That's worse. <laughs> because, um, you know, I, I, it's more important to stop a key than to just have a big creature. So I think the normal Mookling is uh, strongly preferable in this case. All right, Floomph is a three-power beast and cat. It's back from Mass Mutation. It's a It has Skirmish, and after it fights, you give a beast creature two plus one power counters. Uh, so this could grow your Myliobe or your Mookling. Um, that's pretty cool. So there's a lot of room for there to be cool things happening here. Um, most of the cats did not make it into this set. I think this might be the only... Is this the only cat that made it in? I think so. Um, there were a bunch of cats in Mass Mutation. This is the only one that made it into Dark Tidings. And Keyfrog is also back for Mass Mutation. It's a two-power beast with destroyed Forge a Key at current cost. And um, yeah, that is... It's a very useful effect. Um, I, I think these are... a you know, Keyfrog is a little underpowered compared to, say, Choda Hazri or Key Charge because those just fire immediately. Although it has the benefit of being able to set you up to fire it on a subsequent turn from a different house. So it's not, I guess it's not strictly worse, but most of the time I'd rather have a Key Charge or Choda Hazri. But hey, it works. And, um, and it does not increase the cost at all. So that's a nice benefit. All right, Persistence Hunting is an action with an Amber. When you play it, you choose a house and exhaust each enemy creature of that house. This is back from AOA. And it's a nice creature control card. I like it. Never sad to see this. The Fittest is an action with an Amber that gives each friendly creature a plus one power counter making you bigger than the opponents. Very nice. All right, that's it for the commons. Um, but I think there's really good stuff in the commons here. Like if you had a, a deck that was just made up of untamed common cards, you actually would be pretty happy. It's good stuff. All right, on to the uncommons. Ambermancy is an action with an amber. When you play it, you remove up to three plus one power counters from a creature and you gain one amber for each counter removed this way so potentially uh getting four amber from playing this card the one that's printed plus three for removing plus one power interestingly you can remove them from opponent's creatures you can remove them from your own it does not specify 
and uh, and that's fine. Yeah, play this game four cards. That's pretty great. So I I really like this one, and it just combos so well with cards we've already seen and a few more that we have coming up. Beach Day is an action with an amber. When you uh, when you play it, you return a creature to its owner's hand. If the tide is high, gain one. So this is like a very underpowered version of Nature's Call, right? Because Nature's Call says up to three. This is just one. Um, but it can give you an extra amber, so that's fine. Um, I just probably most of the time would prefer the control, but yeah, it's fine. And you get this with, like, your Groons. Wow, that is crazy Amber Generation. Cross Porpoises, a great pun and a really good card. Um, it's an action with an Amber. When you play it, you raise the tide and enrage two enemy creatures, um, which is nice creature control. It's slow creature control. You're not destroying the creatures right away, but you are uh, preventing them from reaping, which is good. And... Um, just unconditional raise the tide. Yeah, it's a solid card. All right, Genetic Drift, action with an amber. When you play it, you give a creature a plus one power counter, and then you give each creature, including your opponents, that already has a plus one power counter, another plus one power counter. So this helps build build you into having the biggest board, but you got to have some plus one counters out already to make it really worth the while. I mean, you get the one, and then... It's nice if you already have some other creatures that are boosted. All right, Old Patty is a five-power beast and fisher. It has reap, discard the bottom card of your deck, or the bottom three cards instead of the tide is high, and you play each creature discarded this way one at a time. This It's a fun effect. This is a very fun card to use, and um, kind of a cool way to just build out the board quickly. I love Old Patty. Um, it's... I may be a little biased because I'm on the Ancient Bear Republic team, but um, I really think Old Patty is a fun card in addition to being decently good. The Evil Twin version, same stats, but has looks well looks extra scary and has Reap discard the bottom card of your opponent's deck or the bottom three cards instead of the Titus High. Destroy a creature that shares a house with one of the discarded cards. So, and that's a fun effect too. Um, that's actually more similar to like uh, drawn down the part of the dark discovery combo from Unfathomable. But uh, yeah, I think this is a really nice effect. You have a good likelihood of being able to destroy one of your opponent's creatures. You knocked some cards out of their deck, uh, disrupted them a little bit. This is great. I think both versions of this card are, are really fun and interesting and good. All right, Spore Gorger is a four-power beast and fungus. When it reaps, you give it a plus-one power counter, and you can then remove all the plus-one counters from it to uh, deal one damage for each one of those to each other creature. So if you have two counters already on it, you reap with it, you give it a third counter, you choose to remove the counters, it goes back down to four power and you do three damage to everybody else is how that would work. And that can be a really nice effect. This is a good way to trigger key frog in some cases. Uh, I mean, you know, when the time is right, it's also a very nice board wipe. And um, and it's it's extra cool because it's like you have a board wipe ready to go, but the, the longer you 
wait and don't use it, the harder it gets for the opponent to remove it. So, um, and so your likelihood of being able to actually fire the board wipe when you want goes up. It's a cool card. There is an evil twin version. Uh, when you play it, you move each plus one power counter in play to it. And then when it reaps, you can, uh, it's the same reap effect, but instead of gaining, um, well, it doesn't ever gain them after it's played. So when it's played, every plus one counter on the whole board comes to it. But it still has that you can, when you reap, you can remove the power counters on it to deal damage. That's cool. I don't think I've ever actually played this card, but that's a cool effect. Thin the Herd is, um, I guess, filling the slot that in, in the past would have been Lost in the Woods. It's an action with an amber. When you play it, you shuffle the four least powerful creatures into their owner's decks. And since your creatures are getting bigger, 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 um, this is probably mostly affecting your opponent, which is kind of cool. Waste Not is um, kind of kind of a crazy card. It's crazy to have efficiency cards, draw efficiency cards like this in Untamed. Um, and so there are only a couple, but it, it's it's good and fun. So Waste Not is an action with an amber. When you play it, you destroy a friendly creature, and you draw cards equal to half that creature's power rounding up. So if you destroy a Mushroom Man before your first key, Mushroom Man would be power 11. You get to draw six cards. Undignathus would also get you six cards. Um, a, uh, oh, what's the 15 power? There's even a 16 power Gargantodon uh, in Saurian. Then you draw eight cards. So um, there's some cool cool stuff you can do here. I like getting this with Saurian because, you know, you get an Undignathus. You're not that excited about it, but killing it to draw six on an untamed turn is pretty good. Bumblebird, uh, not one of my favorites, but at least here the plus one counters mean a little more because of the other combos that are going on. It's a one power beast and insect. It has alpha, and when you play it, you give two plus one power counters to each other friendly untamed creature. The problem is that because of the alpha, you have to play it first thing on your turn, which means your untamed creatures have to already be out, so this often does nothing. Um, eh, that's okay. But um, if you can get it to fire, the rewards, I think, in Dark Tidings are a little higher than in other sets. And it's so cute. The art here is so good. All right, Fangtooth Cavern. Love this card. It's an artifact with an amber. It's a location. At the end of your turn, you destroy the least powerful creature. And um, there are decks with two, three of these even, but even one is pretty good. This just keeps the board situation under control. It can't run away. If you're getting behind, you just discard cards instead of playing them, and you know that the cavern is going to swallow your enemy's creatures. Uh, yeah, and this just fits, again, I think thematically better in this set than it did in um, in Worlds Collide and Mass Mutation because you have so many ways to boost the power of your untamed creatures in this set. All right, Gebuk is a five power beast. It has destroyed, discard the top card of your deck if it is a creature. After Gebuk leaves play, put that creature into play in Gebuk's position in the battle line. Still boring. Um, yeah, never happy to see this because it's just, if it hits, great, but sometimes it can really mess you up if it discards, you know, a great artifact or action. And even if you do hit a creature, it you don't get any play effects. So I just don't love Gebuk. 
All right, Growth Surge is an action with an Amber. When you play it, it works just like Positron Bolt, uh, but with plus one counters instead of damage. So you give a flank creature three counters, give its neighbor two counters, and the third creature in the line gets one counter. Uh, and you play this, and then you play Ambermancy. You get the Amber from this, the Amber printed on the Ambermancy, and then take those three away. Um, you're up to five Amber total in the in the combo. I think I might have said six before, but five is pretty good for a two-card combo. And um, and then you're still left potentially with three more plus one power counters that you got. So pretty cool. And even if without that, you know, getting this with Mookling, quick way to burst it up, uh, Spore Gorger, etc. Instrument of Silence is an upgrade. It gives a creature skirmish and the ability fight gain an amber. This is great. Um, I have a deck where uh, it doesn't care much about the tide, but it has a Myliobe, and I'll often put this on the Myliobe so it has Skirmish even if the tide is low. Uh, yeah, it's a nice card. Kangafant is not a nice card, although ran into a weird situation with it the other day. So Kangafant is a five-power beast. It gives each creature reap destroy this creature. So uh, the other day... I was playing against my brother-in-law, Sealed, and he had a Rocketeer Triska on the board, dropped King of Fant, and then uh, just would drop creatures next to the Triska, and um, so they'd come in ready next to the Triska, he'd reap, the, the creature would be destroyed, he could drop another one there and reap. So every creature basically got to come in, reap once, and die, which it turns out is pretty good. So that that was really interesting. Most of the time, this is not a creature I like to see, but with the Triska, that was that was a very interesting combo. All right, Musher Man is a two-power fungus and human that gets plus three power for each unforged key you have. So towards the beginning of the game, it's very big and buff. Towards the end, it wanes off. And uh, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm not that in love with just having big bodies with no abilities on them, um, but pair this with Waste Knot, like I said, then you're, you're pretty happy. All right, Ritual of Balance. This one is back from Coda. It is an artifact. It's a power, and it has action. If your opponent has six or more amber, steal one. That's just a nice effect. Um, pair this with like a Mookling so you can keep boosting the cost of their keys. You'll have more likelihood of being able to actually use this um yeah it's a it's a nice effect i have a, a coda deck that has two of the two copies of this card and that's really fun you can put people up to seven and then still steal them down to five if you have both things out um so yeah pretty pretty cool card all right now we are on to oh i did these in the wrong order oh well that's okay uh the, now we're on to the rares and we're going to start with the the pokemon um so i think everybody's probably familiar with pokemon but just in case the you know one of the concepts in the pokemon lore is that you have these creatures that evolve to become bigger more powerful creatures and in uh it, there's in particular a few different creatures in uh, different Pokemon that have a pattern of larva, uh, pupa, uh, winged insect. And so I suspect this had to be a, a very intentional nod 
um, to to that trope. But um, anyway, so this is a set of three cards that come together. Chenil is the Chenil is the rare, and the other two are special rarity. So Chenil is a one power insect with hazardous six. It has action return a bombix from your discard pile to your hand. So if you happen to have a bombix earlier uh, and it's now in your discard pile, if your channel is ready, you can action it to bring the bombix into your hand. And then when you play the bombix, uh, it has a bonus to amber, so it makes up for not reaping. And when you play it, you destroy a friendly channel. If you don't, then you destroy the bombix. So if you if the first one is not out, when you play the second one, you'll still get the amber, but then the second one will kill itself. So anyway, the, the bombix is a two power insect with six armor. And then it has an action that returns the Fifalda, which is the third one from your discard pile to your hand. And so the Fifalda is also has an amber on it. It's a nine power insect. When you play it, you destroy Bombix, the second one. And if you didn't, then you destroy Fifalda. And it ha this is a nine power creature with bite, reap, fully heal it, and gain one. That's amazing. Um, but it's a lot of work, at least three turns, to get it to the board. Um, most likely a lot more than that. So I, I kind of think, it, I feel like if the, well, okay, I'll start by saying, um, generally, I don't think these are considered to be good. But um, you do get the amber, and so I actually think these are decent amber generators. Um, they just aren't that interesting as creatures because you have to get them in such a specific order. I do think that if you had an Omni ability instead of the action and the ability instead of being return it to your hand, it was like Omni um, play a Bombix or play a Fafalda from your discard pile. Um, I think that would be much more interesting and and better. So I, I kind of wish it were set up that way. The way it's set up, it's, it's just a little bit under the power curve, I think, or it's enough under the power curve. Yeah, I think it's kind of a problem. All right, Amberfin Shark is a three power beast. When you play it, you give it three plus one power counters. At the end of your turn, you remove a power counter from it. And if you do, each player gains one Amber. So if it stays on the board, then um, you're giving each player three Amber over the course of three turns as, it's, as this thing is getting smaller and smaller. That's a really neat idea. I love they did this. Um, yeah, it's fun. And spacing it out that way, too, means it can factor into, like, shadows, things you might want to do, etc. So I think it's a it's a cool effect. There is a... Uh, there's an evil twin version here. It's a three-power beast also, and it says at the end of your turn, each player loses an amber, and this and Amberfin Shark gets a plus one power counter for each amber that was lost that way. So it's actually getting bigger as you're losing the amber, which is a cool effect. So I like that one too. I don't think I've actually ever played one, but it seems like a really cool effect. Now that's the funny thing about evil twins. You really can go a long time even playing a lot without seeing one. All right, Dredging Druid is a two-power human witch with Elusive, and it says, if Reap, if the tide is high, put up to three creatures from your discard pile on top of your deck. That's a cool effect. Um, that is a pretty cool effect. I haven't, I don't think I've ever actually used this either. Um, but that is a cool effect. Hester Grove is an artifact with an amber. It's a location. It says, each creature enters play in rage. That is a real game-changing slash game-breaking 
effect. Um, and yeah, I would love to have a great deck with this because it just changes the game so much. I like that. Primal Relic, we talked about the Logos version of this. Um, this one is, is the Untamed version, so it's going to care about power um, rather than number of cards played. Anyway, it has an Amber. It's a treasure, so when you play it, you put four Amber on it, and you give three creatures a plus one power counter. And then at the start of each player's turn, if they control creatures with total power 20 or higher, you move each amber from this to that player's pool. That's kind of cool because it sets up, um, it sets up a back and forth where you, you you have a chance to respond, just like with forging and key, you have a chance to try to get your opponent to where they couldn't trigger this, and they have a chance to do the same to you until finally somebody starts their turn with 20 powers worth of creatures and can can do this. Uh, all right, Ritual of Life is an artifact. It's a power. It has action. Destroy a friendly creature. If you do, return a different creature from your discard pile to your hand. I love this card. This is really fun, um, especially if you have some uh, untamed creatures with good play effects. Um, I have one deck that I really enjoy. It's not super high-powered, but it's still really fun that has this... Um, with shadows and and cards like uh, like brand the fanatic so you can um, destroy the brand on your untamed turn get back another card it's pretty cool uh, the mist of seti is an artifact it's a beast and ship and it has action exhaust one or more friendly untamed creatures if you do give the mist of seti three plus one power counters for each creature exhausted this way and move it anywhere in your battle line as a creature with zero power and taunt. So zero power plus the power counters you gave it by exhausting creatures and taunt. Um, uh, exhausting, you know, three creatures to get a nine power creature with taunt seems like a lot of work. Um, so yeah, I don't think this is great. Oh well. Washed Away is an action with an Amber. When you play it, if the tide is high, you destroy each artifact. That is really solid artifact control. Otherwise, you raise the tide. So I love these dual-purpose cards. Um, yeah, this is a really nice one. I like Washed Away. Blossom Drake is even more artifact control. It's a four-power dragon. It gets a plus one. Well, it has plus one power for each artifact in play, and it blinks the text boxes of artifacts except for their traits so um this just nullifies all artifacts including your own um but yeah this is this is a really fun card and it's back from mass mutation but yeah i love this card all right chonkers is a one power mutant with skirmish when you play it you put a power counter on it and then it says after an enemy creature is destroyed fighting chonkers double the number of plus one power counters on chonkers so when you play it it gets one when you fight and kill something small, it gets another one. Uh, now it's at three power. Um, next time it'll go to five um, and nine. Um, it's a little Fibonacci-ish, I guess. It's not quite the Fibonacci sequence, but it's close. And it almost never gets big. 
<laughs> these things tend to die quickly. All right, Creed of Nature is an artifact. It's a power. It has Omni. Destroy Creed of Nature. If you do, choose a creature. For the remainder of the turn, that creature gains Skirmish and Assault X. X is its power. Um, meh. This is pretty meh. All right, Eldest Bear is a five-power beast, leader, and witch. It has Assault 3, and when it's in the center of your battle line, it gains before fight, gain 2 amber. Um, it's important that it be before fight, because that means it can trigger before the Assault 3. Um, and th yeah, this is a good card. I like Eldest Bear. It's hard to get it to fire or do anything useful, but when it does hit, it's, you know, Assault 3 with gain 2 amber is pretty great. Fertility Chant is a an action with four bonus pips, and after you play it, your opponent gains two amber. Um, so a little give and take there. It was also in Mass Mutation and Coda before that. Um, so this this is an oldie but goodie card, and uh, really, yeah, fits nicely with the uh, Ritual of Balance in my view, and. Um, and, you know, the Mooklings can negate the craziness there, too. Um, but, yeah, this is a, it's a fun card. Fuzzy Groon is a five-power beast with two amber. Um, and when you play it, your opponent gains one. So Deepwater Groon can actually even be, I forgot, this always gives your opponent one. Deepwater Groon only does it if the tide is low, if the tide is low. So, um... I think Deepwater Groon is actually better than Fuzzy Groon. I mean, that's pretty crazy. And I like how Archon Arcana says there's an evil twin version. That's true, there is, but it's from the uh, it's from the cooperative campaign, the um, Abyssal Conspiracy. I think it's not um, it's not actually something you can get in a deck. Lupo the Scarred is a 6-power beast. When you play it, you deal 2 damage to an enemy creature. It has Skirmish. Pretty simple, but um, yeah, it's it's a nice big creature. Um, solid. Piranha Monkeys. Um, I really rarely am happy to see these in my deck or my opponents. Uh, it's a 2-power beast with Play Reap. Deal 2 damage to each other creature. That is crazy. Very disruptive for everybody. Uh, Punctuated Equilibrium is a crazy card. It's an action. Each player discards their hand, then refills their hand as if it were the draw card step. That's pretty fun. Um, this is a great combo disruptor. If your opponent's been saving up to do something cool, they lose that card and they can't do the cool thing. That's good for you. Stampede is an action with an amber. It says if you use three or more creatures this turn, steal two. I have almost never had this fire, but uh, it's, a, it's a cool dream. And that's okay for a rare to be difficult to fire. That's fine. Word of Returning. So happy to see this back. Um, it was in Mass Mutation. It's in Dark Tidings. But before that, it had been missing since Coda. It's an action with an amber. When you play it, you deal one damage to each enemy creature for each amber on it and then move each amber from those creatures to your pool. Uh, really nice if you're against Saurians or Sanctum. Uh, yeah, just great. 
world tree is an artifact it's a location it has action return a creature from your discard pile to the top of your deck uh, more creature recursion is good one thing i like about this one is that it it really incentivizes you to pick something that's not untamed to pick something that is what you think you'll probably go into next turn although that does telegraph to your opponent a little bit um all right that's it that's actually all the untamed cards from dark tidings um there's a lot of good interesting stuff in there um and i really 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 think like again the the rush ability here is really solid and comparable to coda the biggest problem it has is coda has key charge and Coda hasri whereas this set only has key frog um key frog is a little harder to fire than key charge and um and then additionally um well yeah although i guess maybe key frog oh there's no nepenthe seed um but key frog is actually more it's easier to recur in this set than a key charge would be for sure um so there there are ways to make it fire a lot and um in fact one of the ways to consistently fire a key frog is with a fangtooth cavern um but you could do it with waste knot as well um or piranha monkeys so there are always options and then um and then hopefully there are options to get the key frog back into your deck later as well and get to do it again but it would be most decks can't do it multiple times in the same turn like you would be able to do with like a key charge slash uh nepenthe seed or choda nature's call type situation so anyway but that's okay but it is still very good in my opinion good stuff so that was dark tidings untamed hope you enjoyed and it maybe feel inspired to give some decks a try that that maybe you had thought um you know oh, this isn't good enough but go look at whether you have any from dark tidings that have a nice burst angle uh comparable to coda i think dt decks in general are a little underrated by the algorithm by by sass um not the algorithm but sass and um so you have some opportunity to find hidden gems and uh sneak them on uh you know uh sneak them onto the battlefield um yeah well that's it uh thanks again and i hope that you get out there and forge some keys